as someone that is new to investing, this is a very helpful platform to help me grow my knowledge. Keep up the good work. Awesome podcast. Very informative. I love this podcast. It's the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast. A production of the Jamaica Stock Exchange in partnership with Hanika Watkins Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Join us every Monday at 6 a.m. for a new episode. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, and I am your host, Henneke Watkins Porto. This episode of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is brought to you by NCB Capital Markets. Inflation is a general increase in the prices of goods and services in an economy. When the general price level rises, each unit of currency buys fewer goods and services which results in a corresponding reduction in the purchasing power of money. But how does inflation affect corporate earnings and valuations, you may ask? Well, Chevelle Greenland, research analyst at NCB Capital Markets, will explain. Welcome, welcome, Chevelle. Hi, Henika. Thank you for having me. And I'm happy to be here to help your, uh, your listeners to better understand how inflation will affect company earnings and valuations. I'm so happy to have you. And of course, in the preamble, I did kind of share what inflation is. But coming from the research analyst at NCB Capital Markets, in your words, what is inflation? Okay, so as you rightly said, inflation is the overall rise in the cost of goods and services. So at the current moment, higher prices for oil and other commodities such as wheat and corn fueled by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, that is one of the major drivers of inflation now, as well as challenges shipping goods to consumers globally, what we refer to as supply chains. And that strong consumer demand is now driving inflation. So as you correctly said, inflation reduces the amount of goods and services that can be purchased with a fixed amount of money. Um, and it makes consumers worse off, especially locally where inflation, where prices are rising, but wages are not rising as fast. So it's not hard to see where consumers' income will purchase less of good, blessed goods and services. In other words, price gone up and wage not really moving. And so less is being able to be purchased, you know, by consumers. But right. let's talk about now how inflation affects corporation and corporate earnings and even the valuation of companies. So inflation is impacting company earnings two ways. So first, there are higher input costs. So corporations, when they buy goods and their goods and services, they input into their production processes. The cost of those inputs are going up. And if corporations are not able to pass on that increased price to the consumer, that's one way that inflation will impact them. Secondly, on the consumer side, you have rising prices. And so consumers tend to ease back on what they buy and how much. So that, again, is going to impact the company revenues. And 
in essence, their profits. So what we have is a situation where when companies are unable to pass on cost increases or they do so more slowly, this is where you have slower net profit growth relative to other companies. And that is what we call the destruction of shareholder value. And when we say shareholder value, it's just the value that is delivered to shareholders due to management's ability to increase sales and earnings and so the shareholder would get more through dividends or increasing share price, etc. So mm-hmm. really and truly, inflation is the biggest threat to that shareholder value because of the inability of most companies to pass on the cost increases without losing the sales volumes at the same time. To maintain their cash flows in real terms, what they have to do is they would have to increase their costs in line with inflation are higher than the rate of inflation in order to maintain their cash flows. You said something about slower net profit relative to other companies, but if all of these companies are operating within the same inflationary climate, is it fair to to, to compare it to, to others because then they're going to have the same impact of consumers not spending on their products as well? Right. So it boils down to the company that has price power. So the pricing power, power, Mm -hmm. right. So those companies that are able to increase their costs, they don't have as much competition in their environment or they are able to source um, raw materials from other places and they'll get it at a cheaper cost. Or mature companies that they buy in bulk and so they are able to get discounts. Those companies might be able to cut their costs or they might be able to pass on increases, but smaller companies may not be able to benefit from that. So the smaller companies may be price takers. And Mm. so they are not able to pass on increases to consumers, maybe not all of the increases, or maybe they're passing on increases more slowly. And so what you realize is that you have a net profit growth that is slower relative to other bigger companies, mature companies in some industries. Um, Shareholder value being affected, naturally stock price is going to be affected, right? Yes. Um, yes. As a result of that. So to those investors who are listening, is is there any hope really? So what I would suggest, um, how corporations can really catch up to inflation and surpass, allow their, their revenue growth and net profit growth to surpass inflation is one, diversify. So diversification in business operations um, into different, diversify your business operations into different countries, into different business lines. And the reasoning behind this is that if you have a downturn in one area, the same factors that affect one area might not affect the other area. And so what you have is a trade-off. So maybe one sector or one country may be impacted by a factor that is causing your revenues and net profit to fall there. But in on the other hand, in other countries, you are able to offset maybe partly or fully that fall off from another country or another business line. Secondly, invest in more efficient ways of doing business. So while the initial costs may be high for some of these types of investments, um, in the long run, 
it, some of these investments have the tendency to lower your labor costs, reduce wastage, and speed up some of these processes where possible. And with that, so that will allow you now to bring in more revenue that will be sometimes will be able to trickle down to your bottom line and result in more net profit and build shareholder value in the process. Mm -hmm. So in other words, preserving share value, um, shareholder value, we're saying that earn, your earnings must grow faster than inflation or even at the same rate of inflation. Um, there are some things that we can do, uh, that companies can do, diversify but they would have had to be doing this before right to beat this inflationary period or they can prepare for another one to come and then invest in more efficient ways of doing business yes that's correct from where you sit chevelle what is it that is needed to curb inflation so this <laughs> is a tricky one but um i will have to say first and foremost um, a decline in energy prices and other commodity prices. So that currently, that is one of the major drivers of the inflation rate. And this will depend to a large extent on the progression of the Russia-Ukraine war. So in addition to Russia being one a major source of energy for the world, Ukraine, on the other hand, is called the breadbasket of the world because they export a substantial amount of grain, like wheat and corn, vegetables, sunflower seeds, milk, meat, etc. And those are really critical items for many countries' inflation basket. And what that means is that they, the war between both countries have caused a shortage of many of those commodities, thereby pushing up the price because if something is scarce, persons tend to charge more for it. And therefore, the longer the war persists, the longer rising inflation will be a problem. So that's the first thing. The second thing I will have to say is better movement of goods to consumers worldwide, what we call supply chains. So in the past year, there was a steady increase in the container freight index, which approximates the cost of transporting goods via shipping. And the index peaked last year at $10,839 in September, um, reaching a level that was almost 10 times what it was in 2019. And in 2019, it was $1,279. So imagine you paying almost 10 times as much to ship the same amount of goods. That's going to push up the cost of um, the price of what you are selling. Mm -hmm. and, also, and if you had a low margin to begin with, then exactly, eat your supper. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, that is one of the driving forces. So if supply chains are able to improve over time, that again will be that will be a major driver of um, cooling inflation. So if supply chains are able to return to normal or at least bring shipping costs down significantly, we will be able that will be able to help curb inflation. So those are the two major factors. Mm -hmm. But in and and so the, that kind of relates to a lot to what is out of our control. You know, as as com control as companies operating within Jamaica. So 
Um, how about things like, you know, low interest rates and high government spending um, that we can do in Jamaica? Um, you know, the government can take responsibility um, to assist. How about things like those? What, what What's your take? So the, the low interest rate is going to be dependent on the inflation. So as long as the inflation is high, um, the interest rate is going to be high because what the what the central bank is trying to do is trying to cool off demand because there is too much demand and that's driving up the cost of commodities. Really and truly, it's, it's a balancing act. So you have to cool inflation first, then bring down the interest rate. And government spending is another side of it. So you have, we are try, as we say, we are trying to cool demand. So government spending on more things is also increasing demand. So the main factor here is to get inflation down. It's almost like, how do we win this war, this inflationary war? Because I'm sure, you know, even the government, for example, announcing that it's going to be helping with some um, to offset the burden, the financial burden on um, those that are deeply affected in our economy. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's going to be another source of inflation, local demand going up mm -hmm. because more persons are more persons have money in their pocket to spend. So that is going to be a factor driving up local inflation. So inflation is not just imported from countries abroad where um, we bring in oil or we bring in sunflower seeds or wheat or these other commodities. That's not just the sole reason for inflation. It's a big reason, but also local inflation is going to be pushed by money chasing goods. But remember that I had said that um, the supply chains were in turmoil. So we can't get goods in as fast as we would like. And so persons bring up, persons push up their prices. So the money that we have, they're chasing those few goods that we have. So the goods mm -hmm. are in short supply and we have this money. So that is going to be that money chasing those goods, pushing up inflation because there is not enough of the good. And so the prices are rising. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't going to lie. Um, ain't going to lie at all. Before the Russian-Ukraine war, I didn't realize how, how much of a importance that both countries play in terms of exports, right? I didn't realize that. And secondly, I didn't realize how important wheat and um, grains really was until this war. So it kind of um, pulled me out of my little bubble. <laughs> yes, to recognize indeed. how connected we are. I mean, I when I think about exports, I'm thinking about um, you know, other things. Like I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily think of the importance of grains and wheat um on a global scale. Yes, indeed. So we use uh, not because we don't import the raw material. We don't import as much raw wheat, but the byproducts, the byproducts of, of yes. wheat and corn and sunflower, they are very important and especially oil as well. I wasn't aware of the amount of byproducts of mm -hmm. oil mm -hmm. that we use um, that 
is important to countries and economies. So now that the Russia-Ukraine war is going on, that kind of brought to our attention how interconnected our economies really are. Yes, yes. I mean, if pan if the pandemic didn't do that, then certainly, I mean, and that would have done it for everybody, but certainly what came after, which is this war, um, you know, certainly driving it home for all of us. So every single thing that we do may think that it, as an individual, it's not important. Our actions do have implications for other people. And when we think about the collectiveness of that, you know, and, and put it all together, we realize that, Really, no man is an island. No man stands alone. We're all interconnected. Our um, actions are impacting every, um, other people in different ways that sometimes we didn't even recognize before. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. And especially because we are not big on production. Mm -hmm. We don't produce a lot of goods. So we have to be importing goods from other countries. And that is a major problem as well because if... We are importing inflation in. If it's high in another country, if the cost is high in another country, we're importing it here and the cost is going to be high here as well. Absolutely. With that said, Chevelle, you've said a lot and you've enlightened me for sure, enlightened our listeners. Do you have any final thoughts that you would share to bring home or a conversation on inflation or that affects uh, corporate earnings and valuations? Okay, so I would say that um, inflation, a little bit of inflation is good for the economy, but rise, surging inflation is where the problem lies. Um, that will impact consumers and how they spend, which will in turn impact companies and their revenues and their earnings, and then that will ultimately lower their valuation. So... What we're looking for is just enough inflation, but not too much. All right. Got it. And if persons want to reach out to you to say, you know what? You said something here. I wanted to do clarification. How might they reach you? Okay. So my email is greenlandcy at jncb.com. Chevelle Greenland, research analyst at NCB Capital Markets. Thank you so much, Chevelle. It has been my absolute pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for having me, Henika. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And this particular episode was brought to you by NCB Capital Markets. There's so much to chew on from this episode, but it's like Chevelle brought Inflation 101 or almost, you know, those series that says whatever um, for dummies, like Inflation for Dummies. Not that calling you any dummy, right? You ain't no dummy here, but you know what I'm talking about. So lots of takeaway. When asked the question about what can corporations do to mitigate against um, inflation, is diversification and invest in more efficient ways of doing business. Those are the two things that Chevelle pointed out. Of course, there are more things, but during this conversa conversation, these things were highlighted. We talked about low interest rates and high government spending and the impact that can have, sometimes opposite the, the effect that we really wanted to have. Um, we need to see some decline in energy prices we need to have better movement of goods. We want this war to stop. We want this pandemic to be over and behind us. 
but tough times don't last as they say tough people do and this too shall pass right so companies take heart things are going to get better we are not quite sure exactly when we will see the turnaround that we're looking for but believe me things are going to get better those are my few thoughts as i close out this interview i'd love to hear from you what it is that stood out for you is there something you need further clarification on is there something else that you'd like us to discuss? Please, we want to hear from you. Send us your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. In the meantime, please, we ask you nicely if you follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Teacher, uh, Google, Apple, um, so many of them. Sometimes I forget them, but there are lots of them that you can follow us on, right? The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by Henneke Watkins Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast and TV show. And you can find out more at hennekewatkinsporter.com where you hear fabulous leadership lessons from guests like Gary Matalon, Richard Branson, Zachary Harding, Seth Gordon, so many more people, so many more amazing guests that have come on the show to share their awesomeness. And I'm also on social media at Henneke Watkins Porter. And that's all for now. See you next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget, rule number one, do take care.